0: Our secret in life, it shouldn't be a secret, but to many it is a secret that we can draw from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You can draw living water. You're thirsty. The Lord understands more about you and I than we could ever understand ourselves. And he can do it in a moment's time what we could try to do in a lifetime. He's a restorer. He's a life giver. He's come. He said, I've come that I might destroy the works of the devil. Isn't that good news? Jesus is the one who can put the devil in place. Demons have to run and flee in the name of Jesus. So we're going to look at Matthew's Gospel. This is our text this morning, the seventh chapter. I'm sure this is probably familiar to you, uh, many of you, what we're going to do was get into some of the verses that have to do with uh, our current events in Texas, and we're going to relate some of the uh, uh, storms that have happened there to our, our, our life here, our life where you're at. Uh, our life is going to represent a house, okay? So when we... We refer to the house and you know, we build our house on the rock. He's talking about your life. He's talking about your, your very existence. So Matthew 7, I'm going to read a few verses that will help us get the setting. Jesus is speaking here, which is always important to, when you read the Bible. Who is actually uh, speaking these uh, at the word, at the, get the context of the setting. So enter by the narrow gate, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the way is is narrow that leads to life, and few are those who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves." You will know them by their fruit. Grapes are not gathered from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles, are they? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. It's kind of like the old saying, you can take a pig and wash it all off, but it still remains a pig, right? But A tree that is good cannot produce a tree that a good tree cannot produce bad fruit or a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles, and then I will declare to them I never knew you. Depart from me, and you you who practice lawlessness. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them are, are be compared to as a wise man who built his house upon the wrong. And the rain descended, and the floods came up, and the winds blew, and burst against that house, yet it did not fall. For it had been founded upon the raw. So that's good news for those who enter the narrow gate. If you found Jesus, you've entered the narrow gate. You're on the road that leads to righteousness, that leads to eternal life, but the wide gate. Is because many are on that, it's sad. But our mission, our mission as a church, our mission as as once you become saved, is to spread the gospel, to reach toward your neighbors, your your fellow workers, to help them find the right place, the right path. How many know it's hard work? It's, it takes it takes effort and initiative. But God, the Holy Spirit, is working beyond what we could ever do to save man. He is for salvation. He is to save and seek that which is lost. So while we begin to look at this passage, we think, well, how how could it be? Someone that is casting out demons? And Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. There is a deceiver that, if he can, can try to deceive you and I. But we know the truth if we stay in his word, if we stay in tune, if we stay abiding in the vine, we cannot uh, go wrong. We, we we're going to discern if we hear something that doesn't seem quite right. You see, there are some in the book of Acts, especially there's an example of a magician that wanted to use the power that the apostles had to do miracles because he was bringing a prophet. I believe it was Paul or Peter that said, you know, he basically scolded him, and said, get behind me. May you perish with your silver and your gold. We cannot be anything but the real thing when we have Jesus. Lest we begin to, uh, there are some that would, would be deceived and think of there's Jesus that's just using the name as a formula, but we don't have no relationship with him. And so that was false prophets that was confusing and that was doing things in the name of Jesus. So we we have to be on guard, right? We have to. And how we can be on guard is to keep reading the scripture through and through. Keep going through the scriptures. Keep asking the Lord. Help me to see the truth. And so when he gets into the further into the chapter, he's describing to you what you are when you trust in the Lord what you are when you seek him what you become when you build on a foundation which is the Lord himself how many know that Jesus is the rock he is a solid firm foundation in which you can trust how many know that your house can only be as as strong as your foundation right if you have foundation issues and you have other complications that begin to set in in your house so the foundation that is the core value of who we are the foundation of our lord jesus christ he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords he is the only way for us to be saved i cannot somehow try to do good enough things to buy my way into the kingdom i cannot even do the ministry and expect god to save me i must be saved first i must come to jesus first then out of a relationship with him, then he begins to show me and you what he was, what he wants to do through you, what he wants to do in you and through you. So number one, there there is a there is only one true foundation. There is only one way in which we can build, and that is to build upon the Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one God. There's a there's a lot of. There's a lot of so-called gods in our world. There's a lot of a lot of religion. There's a lot of, of spirituality. There's a lot of stuff that's just... The devil has tried so many ways to counterfeit himself. Counterfeit God. Come as an angel of light. Bring half-truth. Deceive it. Kind of sugarcoat it. So we can begin to drift a little bit if he can get us to do that but you listen the storms will come listen he says in these, this passage and the rain descended and the floods came up and the winds blew and burst against the house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded upon the rock now, we've all heard current events. We've been watching Texas. We know there's a lot of devastation. But this kind of house, this house is talking about our spiritual life, our heart, our inward man, so to speak. Who you are as a person. What's going to keep you when the storms of life begin to beat away at your, at your life? What is it that will hold you? Where is your anchor, so to speak? It is in the bedrock of the Lord jesus christ he is the same yesterday today and forever you have a future that is bright and glorious with the lord jesus christ until the day we will keep on walking by faith right you don't know about tomorrow you don't know all the details you don't have to have all the answers You need to know the one who does and say, Jesus, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I understand it all, but I understand this. I need you. And so, Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my situation. Lord, there's a new day. Maybe you're entering a new season of life, a new situation. Something you've never done before. A place you've never lived before. Uh, A job that maybe uh, you're entering. Maybe some new things with your children, with your family. It just keeps going. The Lord has said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. When you call upon him, you're standing on the solid rock of Jesus. And we shall stand. And who can be against us? We've done all, we we stand, and sometimes it's just a merely standing. At the times we just need to be stationed ourselves, we're standing. We're not sure what the next step is, but let's just stand and see what the Lord does. Moses was put in a situation like that, wasn't he? Remember when the children of Israel were, were, were coming out of Egypt and Pharaoh was now closing and they were facing a red sea. And Moses didn't know. Moses didn't have the plan yet. Right? Moses called upon the Lord and God told him, Now this is what you need to do. Stand. Hold your staff. God began to blow. Begin to move the wave. Begin to move the water. He made a way. You stand. Sometimes you want, well, you and I want it to be over. I like storms if they're going to kid us, just get them out of here. We can get back to normality, but it doesn't always work that way. There's going to be a long time for any kind of normality in the state of Texas. There's affecting even across the United States, other bordering states. It's going to be a long time. Well, what is? What if God is stirring us? What if we think about, what, what would God do? What would God want us to do? What would God uh, have us to hear through this? That he is in control. That the end is short. The time is coming. When suddenly destruction shall come. You see how it can happen. This is just, just the beginning of birth pangs. We are believing the Lord is coming soon. And he will catch us out. And we will be with him. You see your house. Is it really in heaven? Your eternal home is yet to come. Your eternal dwelling place. You're going to live forever with Jesus. You're going to have a new body someday. Someone should say amen. You're going to have a new mind someday. You're going to have a new, new uh, whole, whole different uh, circumstances, uh, you're going to be able to go places like you've never gone before. Well, it says we're going to have a body like his. Well, when Jesus came back after the resurrection, he just appeared. He didn't have to open the door. You're going to be like Jesus. We shall see him as he is. We shall be like him. And we shall Worship the Lord. He's getting us ready. The whole world is getting ready. Jesus is reaching to the every tribe, tongue, and nation. Why do we want to be missionaries? Because God is a missionary God. God is concerned about people across the street as well as across other lands. We start with our Jerusalem. Re- Amen. We start with our neighbor. We start with our classroom. We start right on our home. And children learn from you and I what it is to love Jesus. You don't have to, as a parent, have it all figured out to raise kids. I'm going to be glad for that. You don't have to have it all together, but you're striving. Sometimes the lesson that the kids see is in your humility. In your even not understanding, you're calling on Jesus. You teach them, you lead them. My father was the kind of guy that would 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 call upon the Lord in his in, in his quiet place in a bedroom where I I would overhear him when he was working. I could overhear him sometimes singing or praising God. He didn't know I was listening, but I heard him. Similar with my mother. I've been blessed. And said I've had people in my life. Who understand how to pray, who understand how to to lean upon the Lord. It's not something that is always going to be easy. Life is not guaranteed to be easy. How many are finding it's not easier the older you get? I I kind of thought, well, man, by the time you get to be this age, life should be leveling out. Life should be kind of kind of coast. You know, it's just kinda of, just kind of coast along here. Let's just kind of take a break. Uh, all oh, about the opposite. It, you're growing. God is stretching you. God is moving you to one level to the next. You see, your foundation, you have no limits to how high you can go because Jesus is your foundation. And secondly, your house really represents who you are, your heart. You know where God dwells? He, go, he dwells. In your heart. He dwells in you. Your, his spirit, Romans says, bears witness with your spirit that we might uh, be the sons of God. He is, he is spirit. God is spirit. He comes to live in us. And so our heart is a sanctuary. And of all places in the Old Testament, God would come and dwell whenever they would pitch the tent. That was, the, that was what was meant to be. God would come and dwell. And remember then when they built a temple, God would come and he, Solomon prayed and, and, and God came and filled the temple. Guess what? You are the temple. Your, your mind, your soul, your spirit is the temple. And God wants to take up every space. God wants all of you doesn't want you to hold anything back from you. And so our heart, our house, represents our heart. In the book of Acts, they were going from house to house and worshiping the Lord together, but they were really bringing the Lord with them. They were worshiping. How many know you can worship the Lord? You don't have to be in a church building. You know that. You can worship the Lord when you're driving on your way to work. You can worship the Lord while you're doing your... Daily routines, you can have a conversation going with the Lord at all times. Isn't that awesome? You're you're, build, you're you're occupying, the Lord is occupying your heart. You're not going to be a stranger to God when He comes. He's not going to say, I ah, depart from me. I never knew you. you know, he knows. He, you, you're chunking to the Lord. He is welcome. You, you are one. He knows your name. He knows your situation. He cares about what you are concerned about, even now. One of the things that that we need in our physical body, how many know that we know we're supposed to eat right, you know, where we eat healthy? And you, you, you'll figure that out. You, you're figuring that out. Um, just like our physical body needs the right kind of nutrition, Um, The right kind of exercise is important to keep healthy. So it is with our spiritual life. We are to exercise. We are to take in the nourishment of the word. And one of the things that God uh, patterned throughout the book of Acts was a fellowship of other believers. In order for us to... Maintain health and grow and exceed and advance is to have a brother and sister in the Lord that we can pray together with. Accountability partner, so to speak. Have a church where you said this is my home church. These are this is my family. This is they are like flesh and blood to me. They are they're close to me. And that is a huge, huge blessing when it comes to standing against storms. That you don't have to be alone when you're going through a storm in life. You need to call for people. Beef up the fortresses. Call upon the people of God that know how to pray. There's a house in which the Lord looks for. The scripture says there's a heart. He looks for a heart. His eyes move to and fro. He's looking for a heart. He's looking for someone who, who, is, who is seeking. You remember that man that was on the, on the Ethiopian and, and, and Philip jumped aboard and the Lord led him and said, uh, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I understand if someone doesn't help me with this? And he was hungry. And Philip went up and he said he preached Jesus, he explained the scriptures. And so he proclaimed the things that, that were, was all new to him. And it was so convinced, he was so convinced, he said, what must I, when can I be, there's water, what, I want to be baptized. And so baptism was, was instant, and he was baptized, and the Ethiopian man went away rejoicing. Philip was caught away by the spirit. What a miraculous, this just happened over and over, things like that happened over and over throughout the book of Acts. Their houses, wherever they went. When Jesus was on the earth, he said he had no place to lay his head to call home. You think about that. Jesus didn't really need a home. He was just passing through. (laughs) He was so focused on the ministry and what he wanted to do and what the Lord God was showing him and directing him. That he wasn't caught up with his physical, a physical house and sometimes you and I we can get caught up in the physical thing, the material things of life. But we like that's okay to have nice things. But we know we know they're not that's not what's gonna last forever. You know, I'm hearing this over and over again, the older you get in the Lord, you just wanna wanna free yourself up and start getting rid of more things. You wanna be just ready to go and ready to be free and move. Or well, lastly, the strong house will stand firm. The scripture said, when the winds came, when the rain came, and the floods came, and they burst against the house, yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. Next verse, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house. How many of you remember that little chorus when you sang it, killed the church? Growing up in church, build your house upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Foolish man built his house upon the sand. The rains came, floods came out. It stuck with you. It stuck with you. The Lord himself. is in it for the long haul. Think about this. As long as time has been, the Lord has been planning that someday you will live with him forever. This is not something that he made up as he went along, but he had it all figured out even before he created. Listen. God is not in a hurry like we often are. God is not surprised. He is absolutely in control to allow what happens. Now, I know that we can sometimes Absurd and we need to pray in such a way. And I know that God has stopped storms. And I know that God can stop the things in adversity. But sometimes, as the children of Israel, children of the Hebrew children, we were facing a fiery furnace. They said, even if our God does not save us, we're not going to bow down to this old this image that Nebuchadnezzar has said everyone should bow down to. That is having your mind made up. That is having a strength that comes from with what's outside of oneself. That is a relationship with God Himself. And so this is how it works. You read, you read the scriptures, you read through the New Testament. Some of us read old, uh, and new. At the same time, read a few new, feed a few verses in old chapters or whatever works for you. And you will find that the Lord says over and over again that he is your strength. He is your salvation. So just for example, I'm just kind of reading along in Ezekiel. This is where I've been at in the Old Testament. And right out toward the last part of Ezekiel. And there's a verse in chapter 47. I'm getting really close. I'm kind of looking forward. Well, I'm going to end it up here pretty quickly. And Ezekiel, um, this verse kind of leaped out the page. And this is what I mean. This is the way the God works. And I'm reading along here at verse uh, thir- uh, 13. Uh, actually, chapter 47, verse 12. And by the river on the bank on one side, And on the other will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. They will bear much because their water flows from the sanctuary. And their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Listen, what spoke to me, that is the church. That is the church body. That is the people of God. When they're chapped into the Lord Jesus Christ, their fruit will will not fail. The, the Matthew says that the false prophet, you he, 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 he will know them by their fruits. If they're saying one thing and living another way, it's questionable. You see what am saying? We want the real deal. And so they will bear every month because the water flows from the sink. Listen, there is a river that flows. There is a river that flows from God It comes down to give you a drink today. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're you're concerned about today, the Lord has more than enough that you're going to make it. You're going to make it to the next level. You're going to make it to this storm. You're going to make it to this situation because God is on the throne. Can we pray to Him right now and ask the Lord, Lord Jesus, you see our situation. We are asking and thanking you at the same time that you already have plans. You already have planned our life. And Lord, we are to seek you and we will find. We will find the plans. We will find the purposes. We will find each step of the way, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would have discernment to be able to read the signs of the times, the signs of the situations. And, Lord, above all your words, we will have peace when we call upon your name, when we're anxious for nothing, when we praise you, when we're thankful, and we bring our requests to you. We are the peace that surpasses all understanding. We guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You're the one, Lord, who is for us, and you will never leave us, Lord. I pray you'll comfort and encourage people across this room today. And, Lord, as they begin a new week, they will say, the Lord is before me. The Lord is for what I'm going to. The Lord is going to show me. And so we commit our ways to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.